You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Chen. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. Do you remember times in school when the clock seemed to stop working? What class was it for you? Was it, was it geometry class or, uh, or history class? or science class, what was it, science class, or uh, English class, was it English class? Uh, so I, I loved gym class, I loved that, especially in uh, my later years in high school when I actually made the team, uh, it was lack of options, it was not skill, uh, but I loved gym class, I loved study hall, I actually did love study hall, I was able to get a lot of things done, especially again later when I had work to do and I uh, wanted to be able to focus in study hall, I loved history. And during those classes, I mean, the, the time would fly. But then you would get into geometry, or you would get into calculus, or you would get into, uh, what was another one? I, I guess, uh, yeah, physics, physics. I took calculus and physics in the same year, too. And you look at the clock, because you, you think, like, I've been in here forever. <laughs> I've been in here forever. And you look at the clock, and it's been maybe 15 minutes. I mean, in the, in the good classes, good classes, time would fly. In the other classes, uh, the time would just stand still. It would, it, would, it would go forever. You go to Disney World, or you go to Six Flags, or you just have a day off. And before you know it, the day's over. And it's time to go to work the next day. And then you do go to work the next day, and you're like, it's, it's only 10 o'clock? I got here at 8, and it feels like I've been here for six hours. You know how it is. Friday, time flies. Monday, time stops. Or when you're going through good times, you think, Lord, make this last forever. Or you go through bad times and you're thinking, Lord, why is this lasting forever? When is this going to be over? And I couldn't help but noticing in this verse, chapter 24, verse 10. I read it just a couple days ago as I was reading my proverb of the day. So it was on Friday. If thou faint in the day of adversity... Now, as we know from experience, this verse is not telling us that adversity is only going to last for a day. Uh, adversity could last a lot longer <laughs> than a day. Uh, but what the verse is telling us is, hey, it's going to come to an end. It doesn't last forever. Just like a literal day will come to an end, the day of adversity will one day come to an end. But what I'm preaching about this morning is what I will call the longest day. I mean, geometry was the longest class period. Or Monday was the longest work day. And sometimes I feel that, okay, yes, I know, <laughs> I know that the day of adversity isn't going to last forever. Weeping may endure for a night. Joy comes in the morning. But just as I knew those classes in school weren't going to last forever, when you would look at the clock, sure seemed like they were lasting forever. And the same thing is with the day of adversity, isn't it? You have that day of adversity that lasts for weeks or months or years sometimes. I mean, I, I just look out on the congregation this morning, and I can, I can see somebody in each section that has lost a dear loved one recently. That's a day of adversity. I can, I can see people who, those who are close to you, have become sick recently 
with the virus. That's a day of adversity because you're worried about them. I see people who maybe, maybe they aren't sick, but you're worried about them becoming sick. That's a day of adversity. The day of adversity can begin with a lot of different things. A diagnosis, a car accident. It could happen with uh, any type of accident. It can happen with an argument. You ever had a day of adversity begin because of an argument? Now, let me throw this in here. That should only last a day. The Bible says, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. When your, your anger goes for more than a day, it's going to turn into bitterness. Bitterness turns into hatred. That should only last a day. But a day of adversity can start with an argument. It can start with a poor decision that we made. It can start with a good decision that we made. And people don't like it and they want to come against us. It could start with a difficult decision that still needs to be made that we don't think we have the strength to make it. It can start with a wayward child. It can start with a divided marriage. It could start with a pandemic. It could start with a government mandate. It could start with a temptation. Many days of adversity have come through a temptation. As I mentioned before, it could start with the death of someone dear. But it doesn't matter who you are, how much money you have, where you live, what you do. Everybody faces days of adversity. Think of the stories and the people in the Bible. Many of those stories are stories of adversity. If you think about Noah, Moses, Joseph, David, Elijah. Think about Esther. Think about, think about Jesus. But then if you think about those people again... The ones who had great victory, the ones who great, had, gained great victory through God were the ones who made it through their day of adversity. Moses led the Israelites in, in the Exodus, but what did he have before that? He had 40 years in Midian, thinking that the Lord was probably done with him because of the mistake that he made. Uh, you had Joseph who rises up to power in Egypt and he delivers the chosen race. But what did he have before then? He had slavery and prison. You had David, who becomes the greatest king in Israel's history. But before that, you had him running from Saul. You had Elijah, who anoints Elisha and gets taken away in a whirlwind in a, in a chariot. But before that, he had his day with Jezebel. You had Esther, who delivered saw deliverance of the Israelite people, but before that, she had her day with Haman. You had Jesus who rose in power over death in the grave, but before that, he had the cross. So on this Sunday morning, during a time when I think many of us can say we are going through a day of adversity, how do we make it through? How do we make it through? Some of you, it's been a long time now, hasn't it? It's been a long time now. For many of us, I think for all of us, we could say it started March 11th, March 11th, where they declared it a pandemic and, and everything started changing and coming in on us and we had all these different decisions that we needed to make. That was a day of adversity. You know, day of adversity, it's not just spiritual. It can be physical. It can be emotional. Uh, it can be mental. A lot of different things that come into your mind and into your life that you need to deal with that are just difficult. What does adversity mean? Difficulty. Means an, it, means, it means, think of the other words that we get from it, adverse or adversary. 
It's talking about, and, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but it's, it's more than just an obstacle. See, all an obstacle has to do to be an obstacle is get in your way. But adversity is not just something in your way. It's something pushing, something pushing back at you. Something where you want to go from point A to point B, and it is coming in and pushing against you and making sure that you don't get there. That's adversity. It can come in a lot of different ways. So I'd like to give us four reminders to help us. Four reminders. The test, the tendency, the truth, and the transfer is what I'm going to call them. Those, those four reminders. I want to remind you of the test. I want to remind you of the tendency. I want to remind you of the truth. And I want to remind you of the transfer. So first of all, let's talk about the test here. And we'll start with a word of prayer. Lord, watch over us today. Watch over those uh, who are here in body. Watch over all of those who are here in spirit. Lord, please keep us safe. Help us to uh, keep on going forward for you. Whatever we do, Lord, help us to do it with our might. And we ask this in your name. Amen. So again, difficulty, opposition. What does the Bible call the devil? Your adversary, the devil. He's not just in your way. He's going to push against you. The day of adversity is, is not just an obstacle. It is something that is pushing against you. So think about this, the, the test we're going to talk about. So we may think that we're pretty strong. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, however you want to say it, we may think that we're pretty strong. We may think that we're pretty smart. We may think that we are fast. We may think that we're brave. We might think that we're skilled at a certain sport. But if we truly want to know how strong we are, you have to put it to the test. So I was thinking, uh, I was watching di just different sports highlights, and I don't remember what year it was. But do you remember the year, gentlemen, if, you, if you're into football, and, you know, before it got all political and dumb. Um, but uh, the Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton, their 15-win season, do you remember watching that? They were fun to watch that year, just an incredible team. And then who did they lose to in the Super Bowl? Wasn't it the Broncos, I think? And Peyton Manning? Wasn't it Peyton Manning? Okay. I mean, that entire season, it seemed like nothing could stand in their way. But you could see it all over that quarterback. You could see it all over that quarterback, Cam Newton. He faced some adversity in that game, in that Super Bowl game. And he crumbled. He crumbled under it. Now, I remember the Super Bowl a couple years ago with Tom Brady against the Atlanta Falcons when they were down, what, 28, 28 to 7 or something? Ridiculous, and they come back and win? And that's why everybody knows the name Tom Brady. Not a lot of people know the name Cam Newton. And if you were to ask me who's going th to throw for me <laughs> in the fantasy football game, I want Tom Brady. I don't want Cam Newton. Because, okay, he, he came up against that adversity. And, I mean, that entire season, they looked strong. They looked good. But they faced that adversity, and they couldn't handle it. So if we really want to put our bravery or our strength or our skill, our, our mental acuity, whatever it is, we got to put it to the test. That's the best way to do it. And it can't just be an obstacle. So this is an obstacle, okay? Uh, you know I'm not very strong, but this is an obstacle. It's in my way. So I could... Ta-da. See? 
and that can make me feel pretty good about myself. Or maybe I could, I could crawl over it, and I would never do that to the pulpit. Now I have to move it back without pulling anything. Okay, there we go. So an obstacle, kind of a test of strength, maybe. But if I really want to test my strength, Cole, come up here. Come here. Why me? Because you're about my size. Come right here. Okay. Yes. Okay. Take it easy on me, all right. So now we have adversity because I want to bring him down and he wants to bring me down. Okay, three, two, one, go. Okay, stop. All right, so. <laughs> That's adversity. I can be thinking, wow, I can move this, this pulpit of wood. And then a teenager comes up here and puts me in my place, right? That's what adversity does. Um, I, re I remember watching an old, uh, an old Bruce Lee movie with my dad. And there's, I, I don't remember much of it other than, you know, the nunchucks and they sounded like a helicopter. Uh, I don't even remember what it's called. But there's this one part where he's about to face another opponent and he has a board in his hand. And he takes the board and he throws it up in the air and punches it. And the board splinters into a lot of different pieces. And Bruce Lee looks back and says, boards don't hit back. Yeah, that's really, that's really. Okay, so this may come as a surprise to you, but Brother Rusty is stronger than me. Now, the other day in the foyer, that didn't come as a surprise to you. The other day in the foyer, I was just messing around with Brother Rusty, and I kind of went into him like this. I thought I was just going to nudge him. And it was like a brick wall. It was boom. That's adversity. Because he pushed back, and you weren't supposed to push back. He pushed back against me. I didn't realize how strong he was, how <laughs> not strong I was, until I faced some adversity. So if we want to find out if we're really good at a sport, anything, we need to face some adversity. So think about it. It's easy to have faith in a day of comfort. But if we really want to see how strong our faith is, our faith is we need to see what we're going to do in the day of adversity. If uh, it's easy to read our Bible and pray in a day of blessing, but what do we do in the day of adversity? When things are really hard, when we're tired, and we get home after a long day, and, and the last thing you want to do is read your Bible. You ever been in a position where you just didn't even feel like praying? Of course you have. What are we going to do in that day? It's easy to stand in the day of security. What about the day of adversity? It's easy to be a soldier in peacetime. But what about the day of adversity? The true test of our strength comes when something begins pushing against us. And when that happens, our tendency, that's number two, our tendency during that long day is to faint. The Bible doesn't say to quit. It doesn't say to give up entirely, although some do. Some often do in the day of adversity. The children of Ephraim being armed and carrying bows turned back in the day of battle. But many faint. That word means to slacken, to back up just a little bit. Think about this. Fainting is only temporary. Quitting can, can be something entire, but fainting is only temporary. It's not a decision to walk away forever just until the adversity stops. Well, we're not retiring we're just going to relax. We're just going to renew. We're just going to kind of rest and recharge. Now, the Bible isn't against resting. The Bible isn't against renewing. And you can, you can look in Ecclesiastes chapter 
it's either 10 or 13. I think it's, I think it's 10. Where it's talking about if, if you do not wet the edge of the ax, you're going to have to put in more strength to it. Every, every now and then, you're going to need to take a step back and, and relax just a little bit and, and rest and recharge and sharpen your blade, renew your mind. Or what does Jesus say when the disciples had just gone out and they had split two by two and they come back and he says, let's come apart and rest a while. It's important. But not in the day of adversity. You can't rest in the day of adversity. There's no fainting in the day of adversity. There will be times to rest. There will be times to recharge. I remember watching, I'm kind of on a sports kick today, but I remember watching a, a boxing fight. And the man, I don't know what it was, but it was coming up to about 10 seconds left in the round. And I don't know if he thought the bell had gone off or if he thought it was the end of the round, but he did. So he put his guard down. Boom! Right cross, straight across the chin. He was down. And it's not like the referee said, oh, come on, let's give him a break. He was just resting. Adversity, Cole, come back up here. Adversity doesn't care. Come on, come on, get up here, okay? Adversity doesn't care that you're tired, okay? So we're really going to go for it this time, okay? All right, go. All right. Uh -huh. Yep, 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 now he's trying. Okay, so let's say it's getting, you're not, now you're not trying. Come on, push, push, do it, do it, do it, do it. Yep, there you go. So as it goes, and the day of adversity gets longer and longer, man. <laughs> okay. I get the tendency, come on, keep pushing. <laughs> yep, I get the, all right, I'm just going to rest. Oh. <laughs> all right. He doesn't care. He's my, he's my adversary. Thank you. He's my adversary. He doesn't care that I'm tired. He doesn't care that I need a rest. It's the day of adversity. It's right in the middle of the fight. I'm not going to be able to look at him as, you know, I, I, I just need a break. When an adversary, when adversity smells blood, they're going for the kill. So when we're in the day of adversity, and let's be honest, why, why do we want to faint? Because the day of adversity is hard. It's difficult. It's adverse. It's not just something in our way. It's something actively pushing against you, like solving a Rubik's Cube that fights back. That's my Asian illustration for the day. But it's like a puzzle that's constantly moving around. It's, it's, it's not cooperating. Have you ever lived in a time where it seems like nothing is cooperating? And Murphy's Law is in, is in full effect? And it seems like everything that could go wrong is going wrong. And as soon as you find some type of tactic, here's how I'm going to attack it. You get a phone call that knocks you right back down. That's the day of adversity. You know why? Because the devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And his desire, do you know that the, that the devil has a desire for this church as the Lord has a desire for this church? Do you know that as God has a will for you to stand up there as pure young teenage boys and, and sing for him and raise your voices for him and embarrass your pastor in front of everybody? He, he has a will for you. You know that Satan has a will for you too? God had a will for Peter. I want Peter to preach Pentecost. I want Peter to see many souls saved through his preaching. And the Bible says... Peter, Jesus said, Peter, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. And a lot of us I see right now, that's what's happening. 
Because the devil is our adversary, and when he sees us down, when he sees us frustrated, and this is a time when we're just frustrated, we're locked inside with people, and their family, yes, but sometimes that's even worse. And we're all locked inside and we're stir crazy and we want to go outside and we just want things to get back to normal and all we hear is it's never going to be normal. And we're thinking like, I hope that's not true. But then the devil comes and says, yes, it is true. And you're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to do that. And, and just everything seems to be coming and crashing down around you. It's because we have a very real adversary. But the Lord allows these things to happen because that is what tests our faith. That is what tests our strength. And he's never going to allow anything that's too much for us. But the tendency is to think, I just, I just want to be done. Now, I'm not going to quit entirely, but I'm, I'm just going to stop. And listen, that is, the moment that we choose to faint is the moment we begin losing in our day of adversity. Because the devil doesn't look back and say, okay, I'll give you a five-minute breather. No, it's, it's the day of adversity. It's the, it's the middle of the fight. There's going to be time to rest. But right now, it's time to move forward. Right now, it's time to keep going. It's not time to faint. And the truth is, if we faint in the day of adversity, our strength is small. Now, for anybody who reads this verse during the day of adversity... You're going to think, wow, that's harsh. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. And when I, when I read this, I mean, think about, it, think about it. During those long days of adversity, everything is pushing against you. You're tired and you're weary, and you just say, I, I'm done pushing for a little bit. The Bible says our strength is small. So when I, when I read that, I remember thinking, that hurts. That hurts. Is that true? Is that true? Did God really mean that? Did God really mean that? If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Now here's what I'll interject. Nothing ever hurts like the truth. If it's a lie, you can, oh, I don't like it, but I know it's not true. But when you don't like the truth, you can't escape it. And the Bible, I mean, the verse says what it says. If you are in the day of adversity and you decide to faint and slacken and just back up a little bit in the day that we should be fighting the most, our strength is small. Now, God isn't trying to discourage us. God isn't mocking us and saying, oh, you're weak. He's not doing that. God loves us. God loves us. And he wants what's best for us. And I know that my dad loved me. My, my dad loves me. But I think the way that my dad showed his love for me more than any way was a way called tough love. You ever had tough love before? And when I looked in this, I was like, that is, that is some tough love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. God will tell us what we need to hear, not always what we want to hear. But he's not telling us to give up. You're weak. Give up. He's telling us to get up. He's telling us you can make it through your day of adversity. I know that it seems long. I know that it seems that you're weak. I know that every time you look up at the clock, you're thinking time's not moving. This is not going anywhere. What's, what's happening? How much longer is this going to go? But he says you keep fighting and you keep going forward. 
But hey, deciding to keep going forward is one thing. Having the strength to do it is another. I don't think we would even have the temptation to faint as people if our strength wasn't diminishing and getting lower and lower. So some of us here just need to take that first step and say, okay, God, I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep pushing. It is my day of adversity, but I'm not going to faint. I'm not going to give up. I wanted to faint in my Bible reading, but I'm not going to do that. I wanted to faint in my, my prayer life. I wanted to faint in my marriage. I wanted to faint in my ministry. I wanted to faint in my giving. I wanted to faint in my family devotions. I wanted to faint in my testimony at work. But I'm going to keep going. That's a good decision. But then some of us, we make that decision and we look at the clock and we think, but how long is this going to, how long is this going to last? How much longer is this going to go? Months? Years? And you assess, don't you? You assess the strength left, what you think is left in your reserve, and the adversity that is against you. And you think, there's no way. There's no way. And that's when we make the mistake. We think, well, if all of my strength still won't do it, then why give any strength at all? And just Why don't I just faint and stop? Just for a little bit until I get my strength back. Or we look to the Lord and say, Lord, there's no way I can do this without you. And as much as when I read that verse and I couldn't get it out of my mind, it's, it's incredible. I wasn't discouraged when I saw that. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. If anything, I was encouraged. I was encouraged that the Lord was saying, you can, you can make it. You can make it through. You don't have to faint. You can make it through. But then I had to think, how? How? And that is where Isaiah chapter 40 comes in. Isaiah chapter 40. Let's turn there. And you know where I'm going with this. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have, have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So you have a phone that's about to die. It's about to die. It's almost out of battery. You live in a house, though, and you are surrounded with basically an unlimited supply of power. All you have to do is you have to figure out how to get the power from your house, how to get the power from the lines outside into your phone. Now, of course, we know it's just a charging cable. That's the conduit that brings it from the wall into your phone, and it's able to renew itself. So what is the conduit? What is the conduit that attaches, that transfers the strength of God into the heart of a faint Christian? It's faith. They that wait upon the Lord. And that word wait is talking about expecting somebody. You can wait all day, all day, but you, you, you need to expect him. 
He is going to come. He is going to help me. Before that buzzer goes off, he's going to come in and he will be there. He will be whatever I need him to be. He will make his will known to me. I just need to wait. I just need to keep pushing. I just need to go forward. It is the day of adversity, but the day will end. Joy will come in the morning. We just need to keep going. We just need to keep on doing what's right. They that wait upon the Lord. I don't believe there's one Christian in this world who doesn't understand the importance of faith. For by grace are ye saved through faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. You have to have faith in order to be a Christian. If you do not have faith, you're not a Christian. It is faith in Jesus Christ that brings salvation. Nothing else. It can't be works. It can't be faith in you. It can't be faith in your religion. It can't be faith in, it can't be faith in Jesus and something else. It has to be Jesus alone. So I think every Christian understands the importance of faith, but I also believe that every Christian struggles with faith in the day of adversity. Peter, the same man who said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, when he was going through a storm and Jesus appeared to him and he said, fear not, it is I. Be not afraid. Peter's next sentence is, if it be thou. He had some faith to come out on the water. But he had a little, little fear. If it be thou. See, it's in, when all is well, our faith is strong. But it's in the day of adversity that we cry, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. We've been saying that a lot lately. Lord, I believe, help thy my, my own belief. Have you ever thought, Lord, I know you're there, but I need you here? Have you ever thought, Lord, I know you can, but I just don't see how you will? Or, Lord, I know that you hear, but will you answer? Friend, I, I don't know how long the day of adversity may last for you, whatever it may be. I don't know how long it may be. But I do know this, the moment we faint is the moment we're going to begin losing. We need to keep going forward trusting that the Lord sees and the Lord understands. There is no searching of his understanding. It's not a matter of, oh, if I was just a little bit younger, or if I just had a little bit more strength of my own. No, it's, it's not a matter of that. Look in verse 30, even the youths shall faint and be weary. Even the young men shall utterly fall. But they, but they that wait, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. It doesn't mean that the day of adversity will end, but you'll have the strength to make it through. You'll have the strength to make it through, and you will make it through, and you'll look back and know that the Lord is what saw you through that. So take heart this morning. Everything will be all right. If you're going through a day of adversity, it will come to an end. You just keep pushing. You just keep on going forward. You just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Hold on. Help is near. Don't faint. Wait on the Lord. The Bible says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.